Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is Popping Culture. My guest today is a hilarious comedian uh, from Charleston, moved to Columbia, very funny guy, Lennon Ratliff. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate no it. No problem, guys. Lennon's hilarious. If he's in your city, please, please check him out. Uh, very funny guy. Uh, the topic uh, Lennon chose was The Simpsons and how they have influenced pop culture. Uh, before we get into the topic, um, whenever I have comedians on, I love to ask, um, a lot of people like to focus on bombing, but I'm more focused on seceding. So when was the first time you killed and how did it feel? Um, the first time that I like really, truly killed, I, I can't remember, uh, like, I can't remember if it was a show or just an open mic. I'm pretty sure it was a show, um, but it was at the Tin Roof in Charleston. Um, and like, I just remember like it was a packed house uh, and like, I just remember going up on stage and it was literally like nonstop laughter. Like, like just, I like, I like, I don't even think I really got out that many jokes because it was just rolling laughter, rolling laughter, rolling laughter. Uh, and it was, it was just so much fun. Like I, 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 I just being able to like connect with that many people at once is just an, it, it's an incredible feeling. Uh, I, I love it. It's like what I'm always trying to chase when I'm up on stage, you know, and it like, I just remember that night. It, it was a fun night. Nice. Was, nice. Yeah. It was almost like I was being heckled by my own laughter, though, because uh, by the laughter, because they just kept going. And I'm just like, I'm not even at the punchline yet. <laughs> yeah, those nights are amazing, brother. Those yeah. are the nights where you learn not to step on your laugh, you know? Yeah. And and you learn a lot more like um, I remember like starting out in comedy, um, which I mean, technically I still am. I've only been doing it like three years if we're being generous um but you know uh when you're starting out you really like are like oh i've i got to do these jokes you know i wrote these jokes i got to do them uh but then when you like uh like the f most freeing realization to me was when i realized how much open mics don't really matter you know, like how, oh, I can just have fun. And as long as if I like having fun on stage will build me a lot more than if I'm just going through my set list night after night, you know, not putting any passion, not putting any, like, I'm just like, oh, I got these jokes I got to tell, you know, nobody wants that. They want you to be passionate about what you're saying, you know? Nice, nice. I completely agree. Um, has anything you've done before compared to that feeling? Um, well, I, I was, I've always been a musician. Um, like both my parents are uh, musicians. So like uh, I've pretty much been doing music my entire life. Uh, so, so doing that was pretty similar. Like that's where I first fell in love with like performing. Uh, I also used to do like, sketches and like skits for my uh for my church 
um, growing up. And uh, that was kind of similar. I, I remember, like, my favorite time performing when I was a kid. Uh, it was a church performance. And it, it was my favorite time, I think, because I got so many laughs. Um, it was like a Christmas uh, pageant or whatever. And I remember I was supposed to play uh, We Three Kings. And I opened the music book, you know. And... Um, <laughs> And I opened it to the wrong page, but I had like the first couple measures memorized. So for some reason, I just opened it and I started and I played the first three, uh, like first three measures. And I was like, uh oh, <laughs> I, I, I literally told everyone, hey, I'm on the wrong page. And everybody just started laughing and it felt like it felt really, really nice. Nice. Uh, nice. But yeah, I'd say like, yeah. Performing like music and performing stand up is very different though, because like music, uh, especially when it's not your own, um, like there's more layers between you and the audience, I think. Uh, whereas like with stand up, uh, you know, there it's just you, it's just raw you, it's very vulnerable. Yes, plus like musicians can play like their greatest hits. Oh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> me. Uh, comedians uh, coming out like, let me tell you the jokes. Uh, they got me here. You know. Yeah, I I like I know um, Kyle Kinane. He's my favorite like big comedian, but he he burns um, jokes if they've been recorded like once, uh, like on any format. Like that's it. Um. And it's kind of like, it, it's both inspiring, but also it's kind of like, but if I see you live, I kind of want to see you do this joke. But at the same time, I've heard that joke. So I don't know. It's yeah, like we, we don't have, you know, every time you see, uh, 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 I'm trying to think of a band. <laughs> Uh, every time you see like uh, Maroon, what Maroon Five? Maroon Five. I don't know any Maroon Five songs. Okay, <laughs> so that's the thing. You know, uh, every time you see Kansas, they're the only band I can think of. They're always going to do Dust in the Wind. They're always going to do you know Carry On My Wayward Son. Um, but uh, if you're a comedian, you know if uh, if you see jerry seinfeld he's not gonna do you know um the fucking uh airline food joke you know no no not at all a great answer by the way man i appreciate it most of yeah. like when it's males it's always sex which i'm not saying for, sex is a bad answer but for uh doing like the closest thing that can compare to stand-up uh killing yeah uh to killing oh i <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I get where they're coming from, but, like, there's... Yeah. No, it, it's just... Like, it, it's different. It's different. I don't know. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, so you chose the topic The Simpsons. Um, I did. Any, not any not spo Spongebob. <laughs> yeah, not Spongebob. Uh, <laughs> any special reason why? Um, I love the Simpsons. Like I, they're 
I've been watching The Simpsons for... I'm 25. I've been watching The Simpsons for about 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I... It was probably on the TV while I was, you know, a baby, but I definitely remember, you know, watching The Simpsons with my family uh, when I was, like, three or four. And I just... Uh, you know, just it, it, it's been like the one constant thing that I just always enjoy watching. Uh, it's something everyone in my family sort of like gets together on and we we all like. So it just uh, it, there's a lot of meaning to to it for me, you know, uh, I get to, uh, you know, my <laughs> my brother and I almost like exclusively talk in Simpsons quotes okay. like Simpsons or King of the Hill quotes like is it's that's just how me and my brother talk sometimes like someone will just say a word and we'll be like <laughs> oh chocolate frosty milkshakes or something like that like we'll just think about uh like that's just how we communicate and uh yeah the simpsons just mean a lot to me like I, I just i love the simpsons nice nice man that's really sweet that's that's really sweet um it also it, just like 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 how important culturally like the simpsons are when you like actually think about it is kind of insane like no other show has really had this long of a runtime you know we're at like 30 plus years now. Yep, 33 seasons. Yeah. Like that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's fandom. And mm-hmm. um, I can't wait to jump right into it. Um, <laughs> I want to first start by saying um, the first episode was released uh, December 17th, 1989. So mm-hmm. this show is older than both of us. Um, I yep. was born in 92. Um, I remember um, I remember watching a little bit of Simpsons, but it was one of those things where I was really not. They were told I was so not to watch it. Yeah, you weren't so allowed to. Yes. Uh, so when it came to a time where I was like old enough, maybe nine or ten, or yeah, nine or ten, a Family Guy became a thing, and it wasn't like my parent and like my mom Ooh. just you know she was yeah. busy all the time. So, but I still would watch Simpsons because it would come on first. Um, Man, when I say watching, because uh, I had the first season on DVD a while back, but I remember catching reruns of the first season, um, art style-wise, uh, at that time, that was still good. Like, that was mm-hmm. good. They, Fox put, like, at that time, really good effort into that art style. Uh, oh, yeah. For people, that have, for people that haven't seen the first season, uh, what would you tell them about it? Um, the first season... I mean, it's really where we cement who these characters are and we cement, like, the formula of The Simpsons. Um, like, the, the, the Simpsons, like, like, the first episode, it, it's, uh, I mean, The Simpsons started before, even before, like, the show did. It started uh, as a, uh, as a, segment on um oh what was it the gary 
Gary Oldman? No. No, it, no. It, it started uh, as a segment on a talk show. Um, I can't remember the name of the talk show, which it's tells David you Letterman, something. I believe. No, it wasn't Letterman because it was it it was because if it was Letterman, I would remember that. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, like Letterman. Uh, I'd say Letterman might outlast the Simpsons, but who knows? Um, but like the Simpsons outlasted this uh, this talk show, definitely. I mean, obviously, if you can't think of the guy's name, yeah. who exactly posted it and if he had you know a cartoon segment then probably not doing his job as a talk show host i don't know um also but, the Simpsons have outlasted letterman letterman retired a couple years ago yeah but he's still like kicking around isn't true. he like yeah yeah true uh oh wow wow okay i got you now last yeah i got you now okay yeah 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 okay <laughs> <laughs> but um Okay. But yeah, no. Uh, so, like the Simpsons, the first episode of the Simpsons was a Christmas episode, right? And it was, um, it was Homer uh, doesn't get his Christmas bonus, right? And he doesn't know how he'll pay for uh, the uh, Christmas presents for his kids, so he gets a job as. Uh, uh as a mall santa but you know that only comes up to like what 50 bucks at the end of the day or whatever and uh like like nothing works out for this family nothing's working out for him he doesn't have homer doesn't have the heart to tell his family you know that oh we won't have a good christmas this year uh but you know through trial and error like he he ends up uh getting santa's little helper the the dog and uh like that turns out to be like the best christmas ever for everyone everyone loves santa's little helper you know it's really this you know homer's this um this guy who just he he tries his hardest but because of the system or because of his own, you know, laziness, it, it usually doesn't work out. Yes. So, I, but he always has, you know, that heart of gold. Yes. He always loves his family no matter what. And like, he, he just always tries his hardest. So that, like, that's what that first episode does is it really just cements, like, at least who Homer is. And then, like, throughout the rest of the first season, through, like, uh, uh, I think Bart the Daredevil is on that, is in season one as well. Um, And that's when, you know, we start to see Bart as this, like, uh, little hellion, uh, you know, but he he wants the... uh, uh, attention from his classmates and everything and he wants to like he, he bart likes attention right like that's like a big part of him uh but yeah now like and what else is in that first season see like, like the the first season is like really 
like it's good, but it's not like what I would consider like part of the golden era. Uh, for me, the golden era would be like season five to season like eight or nine. I 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, the only reason why I wanted to start with season one, because it's the beginning, of course. Yeah. Also, because uh, just hearing other people, not, of course, me and you, that just had never been done. Like, don't get me wrong, it was tropes that definitely came from older TV shows. But yeah. that, just seeing that, like, you know, they, of course, there's some things from French Stones, there's some things from other, but just see something that was adult-driven. Like, you can have kids watch it, mm-hmm. but it was very much adult-driven um, showing a family. And, I, and in your opinion, as season one, do you think they really knew what they had on their hands? Because it's a big thing to do this and knowing that this character never has to age. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't think that they really did know what they had on their hands at the beginning. Uh, I think I think Matt Groening, James L. Brooks, uh, Sam Simon, like the creators and um everything of the simpsons like i i I don't think they really understood like what they were making i think i think to a certain degree they did like get like okay yeah no one's really done adult animation um like this which also i think it's hilarious that like season one, especially of The Simpsons or The Simpsons in general, is considered like adult racy uh, entertainment. Like uh, I think it was uh, George Bush, uh, George H. W. Bush. Um, I, I think what was it, Barbara Bush? Is that his wife? Uh, yeah, Barbara Bush. Because I I remember because of the episode where he was. The Simpsons neighbor, um, but uh, I, I think Barbara Bush like said like the Simpsons were destroying families, and that's ridiculous. If a little cartoon, you know, uh, is saying hell is destroying American society, then American society is a lot more fragile than I thought. Like. That's that's hilarious. If only she knew what was coming. Um, yeah, no, for real. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, uh, I forget what the question was. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, the voice acting. Um, these voice actors have played these roles for the year, decades. Uh, one of the most impressive things I've I've seen so far is that they have taken a pay cut just for the show to stay on air. Um, how important do you think these voice actors are to the series? I think they're extremely important. I mean, we've lost characters because we've lost voice actors. Um, the voice actress of Edna Krabappel passed away and they got rid of the character because they knew like no one else could, uh, do the voice the way she did no one could bring like you know what she brought to that role um and like those characters those voices are those characters now like like there's no like if um if homer's voice changed completely like like they fired dan castellaneta for some reason uh and 
Homer's voice changed completely tomorrow to like to someone who was like almost just as good it still wouldn't be like like it still wouldn't work like Dan Castellaneta just brings a lot to that role and I mean Dan Castellaneta also a lot of the voice actors like play multiple characters like Dan Castellaneta Dan Castellaneta is like half of the characters on The Simpsons. Yes. Uh, Nancy Cartwright is like the other half. Um, but yeah, no, it, like voice acting in that show is phenomenal. And yeah, I don't think you can. Uh, I mean, in recent seasons too, like the, the voice acting, because they've been doing it for so long, they're starting to get a little, uh, little, tired like there has been a change like marge's voice especially uh has changed and it's you know just because they've been doing it for so long they've been doing it for 33 years when it comes to merchandise the simpsons are literally everywhere is i don't think they haven't slapped the simpsons on anything if we google hard enough i'm sure they're on condoms and do you, do you think that's like one of the I mean of course the show itself is why the merchandise sells so well but how important do you think the merchandise is to the Simpsons besides financially uh besides financially um I mean if we get rid of merchandise we'll still have the Simpsons uh you know but at the end of the day you could say that about anything you know um if we got rid of, but uh I think, yeah, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of cool things come from Simpsons merchandise. Uh, there's, I remember I had, uh, I don't remember what they came with, but I had these little, like, Simpsons figurines that were really cool, um, the, I mean, the Simpsons have been in video games, like, like Simpsons Hit and Run. Uh, I remember, like, I remember playing that, and I'm sure a lot of other people do. It was, uh, it, it was like, it, it was, my parents wouldn't let me play GTA, right? But they would let me play Simpsons Hit and Run. So it was, uh, it was you know, like a nice little uh, caveat there or something. You know, it was, I was able to experience a little something but um yeah i i uh i i don't know how important merchandise is necessarily to the simpsons brand uh but i do know that simpsons merchandise has like done a lot for people and has like uh created as much memory um than like the Simpsons themselves, like the show itself has, uh, like, yeah. like ahead, through man. video games and everything, uh, and through like uh, board games. I think there, yeah, there definitely was. Uh, uh, we had a Simpsons Jeopardy game. Uh, I remember that. Uh, I don't remember if we ever played it, but I, <laughs> I definitely remember having that. Uh, but yeah, like 
I'd say that, you know. Yeah. I mean, even with the shirt you have on. So it's oh, yeah. Too- I'm wearing, yeah. I'm wearing a Simpsons shirt. Uh, I'm looking at getting a new Simpsons shirt. Um, <laughs> Nice. Old, nice. Old Navy has one. It, it's pretty cool. <laughs> nice, nice. One side question, very nice important question, but I just wanted to ask: If that couch was any other color, what do you think it would be? Uh, probably blue. Like I could see blue working in that, uh, in that design. Uh, uh, but then it would also be a lot of blue because of Homer's blue pants. <laughs> Um, yeah, Homer's blue pants, March's blue hair, and a blue couch. <laughs> That'd be a lot of blue. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, the the couch. I mean, the Simpsons living room is just you. You see it, and like you just know exactly like who belongs there, what goes on there. Music pops in your head. Yes, that was one. That was my next question. Um, Tying them both together, uh, the intro and the couch gags. Uh, The couch gags are just became like this the big part of The Simpsons. Like if you Mm -hmm. missed the couch gag, you've missed a big part of the show. Um, Going from the intro film, uh, the couch gag. uh, Why do you think they work so well? Uh, I think it worked so well, like. A lot of um, shows do that now in the intro. Like The Simpsons were one of the first uh, shows to have like the The Simpsons have uh, the chalkboard. Uh, Bart writes on the chalkboard, and he always writes a different message on the chalkboard. And it's usually funny little, it's a funny little joke. Um, and uh, the the couch gag is usually different. It's not always different. I've noticed they do repeat like a couple gags, especially um, in like the first ten seasons. Um, they repeat like a couple gags, like they do uh, like a line dance uh, where a uh, gag a couple times where. Uh, like they sit down and then suddenly like it goes into sort of a fanfare uh, swing. Um, but uh, I think it just became like, it, it just got people like, like when you're writing a story, you have to have a hook, right? You have to have an attention grabber. So the Simpsons, have that hook in the intro so people you know oh what's bart going to write on the chalkboard what what's the couch gag going to be they get that couch gag and then they start the episode they start the story so you you're watching it you you get to just keep like it it, it keeps you watching pretty much it, it grabs your attention and then it keeps you going for the story yeah the simpsons are the premise and the um the couch gag is the punchline couch um, gags uh couch gags like the frosting i'd say you nice. know uh, like to the simpsons cake like like uh 
it, you can have, you know, the, the frosting catches your attention, right? When you see a cake, you're not thinking about, you know, oh, what's the inside of that cake? That The inside of the cake could look disgusting. But, you know, the frosting's what gets you to buy it, you know? So um, if you, so you buy, uh, so, so the frosting on the Simpsons cake looks phenomenal. And then you cut into that, you take a bite and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a great cake too. Like it's, and, and yeah, like a, a lot of, uh, a lot of shows do that now where they have different, like Bob's Burgers, uh, they, they do that in their intro now with the, uh, uh extermination like they had they have an exterminator van that's always a different insect pun uh or extermination pun which that has to be hard to write um (laughs) just a specific uh you know specific topical pun like that every single week um and then they also have like a building next door um but, but yeah, they like would that have happened without The Simpsons? I, I don't know. But uh I think The Simpsons definitely played uh influence on it. Do you have a favorite couch gag? Uh huh. I I I'm gonna have to think on that for a second. I actually this was a more recent one. Um that I kind of liked a lot. They did a crossover with uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, I like that um, one Where Rick and Morty just blast through and end up killing the Simpsons. And that, that was really funny to me just because it was so outlandish. You know, it's it, it was just very abrupt. <laughs> but I, I, liked, I liked that. I don't know if I'd say it was my favorite. Um, but I definitely liked that a lot. There was also one I remember, um, it was like a medieval, uh, tapestry one where, uh, like, like there was a little story where like they're, they're sitting the Simpsons, but it's, it's like, you know, they're in a castle instead, but, and they're sitting on the couch and, uh, then the Flanders steal steal the couch, so then they go to war with the Flanders and they steal the couch back and they have Flanders's head on a pike. Uh, that that's also a really fun one. Uh, there's also one where there I mean there's a few where they just can't sit on the couch, and I think that's always hilarious. Um, like uh, there's one in the earlier seasons where the dog's just sitting on the couch and he growls at them so they have to go away they're they're like oh okay we're not sitting on the couch then because the dog is um and there there's also one where like the couch just keeps running away from them uh i thought that was funny there's like there's been a bunch of just really creative especially like as uh it's gone on like they've gotten different uh animators to come in just for the couch gag and 
that's always really fun to see like a reimagining of uh of the simpsons like that definitely definitely um the simpsons i have the 33 seasons of course they've had a lot of uh celebrity uh guests um i mean even they even had michael jackson in an uncredited role um do you have a favorite um i think it it might have to be michael jackson honestly like uh there there's a also one um uh michael jackson is definitely my favorite for the story that he was in unfortunately uh disney plus you're not able to watch that episode anymore because uh you know michael jackson um (laughs) they, they uh they're trying to distance themselves from that but um like the the story of that episode is great um it also because I think that might have been like season two, um, which that's crazy that they were able to get Michael Jackson in season two, like during the 1990s, like he's literally the biggest star in the world. And he's, you know, um, he was a fan, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but uh yeah, no, like my uh, for the story is in, and also that sort of like sets the tone for how celebrity cameos will work in The Simpsons. Like Michael Jackson doesn't play Michael Jackson in the episode; no. he just voices. He he does the voice. He doesn't even sing in that. I don't know if you knew that. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I knew that part. Yeah, yeah, he they couldn't hire they they couldn't afford the uh rights to use his music, so they got an impersonator to sing Michael Jackson uh songs. So uh Michael Jackson only voiced the character, but uh but but yeah, that like it really served uh the plot and like it set the tone for what a cameo would be like a a a, a, a or what it should be um a a celebrity cameo in the simpsons isn't going to be this big deal you know uh you know it's not you know michael jackson comes to town uh and you know he he moonwalks all over the place or whatever uh it's going to be subtle it's going to be like played off as a laugh. It's um, it's going to be like you know the celebrity is only there for a minute. Uh, uh, oh, another of my favorite celebrity cameos. Uh, again, for the like kind of the backstory uh, is the monorail episode, mm-hmm. uh, which again one of the best episodes uh, out there. Um, but uh, the, Leonard Nimoy, um, Spock from the original Star Trek, you know he he guest stars, and uh, the 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 story behind that, like getting Leonard Nimoy for some reason, they they didn't want Leonard Nimoy; they wanted George Takei. Um, and when they phoned up George Takei asking if he wanted to be in that episode, he was like. Uh, and, he, and he heard the you know the plot has to do with uh, 
uh, you know, monorails or whatever. He's like, no, I don't, I don't do anything that makes fun of monorails. <laughs> so they got Leonard, ne- like Leonard Nimoy, somehow through that heard about it and was like, I'll do it. <laughs> and I, uh, that that just is so funny to me that like through like what a weird thing for George to get like I guess it's like he doesn't want to make fun of public transportation which I get it's good um but at the same time that's like what a weird like hill to die on (laughs) nice um but yeah that's definitely some of my favorite uh, cameos, I think. Yeah. Uh, also, a little cameo was um, the comic book writer Alan Moore. Uh, he wrote he wrote uh, Watchmen and V for Vendetta. Uh, one of my favorite writers. Um, he does like a little quick cameo in this uh, episode uh, where comic book guy like this rival comic book guy comes into town and uh they have like a little comic book convention uh oh also mark hamill there there's just a bunch i could just keep going on honestly uh the there's an episode uh where mark hamill um (laughs) uh mark hamill like is in town to do uh a convention you know but he's also like starring in a, a uh, he's starring in like a theatrical uh, representation. He's starring in Guys and Dolls, and for some reason they make Guys and Dolls a musical. It's not a musical, um, and they just have him there as Luke Skywalker too. <laughs> And I, I don't know, it's just, it's just so funny. Nice, nice. Um, so I know you're a big fan. Uh, I'm a fan of it too. Uh, as course, as the seasons went by, technology went by, it looks amazing now. Compared to the mm-hmm. first season, it looks amazing now. But do you feel like the critics that say, oh, this, the storylines aren't the same, they're repeating the storylines, is not as good story-wise or episode-wise out of uh, the first season where, you know, in my opinion, and I haven't seen it in years, but like I have went back and watched a few of the early seasons on Disney Plus, uh, the stories were pretty tight. They were more jokes. Uh, it was it was fresh also. It wasn't 33 seasons in yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you feel like the writing just isn't up to that same level anymore? Uh, I'm really glad you're, you've brought this up because I... I... I um I haven't really been paying attention recently to but I've heard that uh the Simpsons are like actually coming back like some of the newer episodes are actually better than they have been in like the past 10 seasons um but I I don't know if uh if the critics are right in like saying that uh, the Simpsons are horrible now, but I, I think, I think the big part about uh, the Simpsons, like the, one of the biggest parts is the intergenerationality of it. Right. So 
um, Matt Groening, James L. Brooks, they're boomers. The creators of The Simpsons are boomers. Uh, the writers for the first few seasons um, and uh, for the golden age, especially, were like Gen Xers, right? Gen Xers and boomers. And now millennials are starting to take over. And now you're getting people writing on The Simpsons who grew up with The Simpsons during the golden age. So I think what you were seeing, like when it went stale, was this uh, strange period in time. Well, not strange, but it's strange that people are now writing on a show that they grew up on, I guess. But uh, this period of time when people are writing on and working on this show uh, that they don't entirely have like a super strong connection to. They don't entirely, they might not entirely understand what made, you know, what, what made the monorail episode work, what made, um, and I did some research too, like, uh, uh, I, I just, um, Googled best Simpsons episodes and worst Simpsons episodes. And if you, if you Google best Simpsons episodes, you get lists that are like a hundred episodes long. Like there's not any, like there isn't any list that's like under 20 episodes whereas if you google worst simpsons episodes there isn't any list that's over 20 episodes so i think that's a pretty good success rate actually um regardless of you know time period uh and what i've i also noticed like some of the uh episodes or a lot of the episodes that are like uh worse for the simpsons are just too like um they're trying too hard or they were trying too hard to uh to relate to pop culture like instead of parody it or spoof it um well kind of spoof it they they were just trying too hard to like jump on the bandwagon like uh apparently there's an episode uh that's just hamilton kind of but it's springfield hamilton okay so that's kind of yeah nice okay uh, thank you for uh, bringing that um thank you for bringing that up and asking the question man that's cool um 33 seasons in three decades um of course, because they're cartoons. That's why this can happen. Uh, they don't get sick. They don't age. Uh, of course, the voice actors do, but still, it's a voice. Like you said, it's voice acting. You can hear a little difference because they're older. Um, they have done seasons with them older. And they, I mean, episodes when they're, at, when they're, yeah. they're older and they're adults. Future um, episode, yeah. Yes. Why do you believe they haven't like gone full-fledged? Like, okay, they're, now they're adults. Um. I think well the the answer to that is uh I mean there there's 
a lot of answers to that. Um, <laughs> but like one of them is uh, it gives them freedom in those future episodes, uh, like where they want to like go into the future with those characters uh, to like not have a set, you know, future that like the, the, the Simpsons characters sort of have to uh, live like all, like all sitcom, apps, uh, like all sitcom characters. They have to live just in this limbo of the status quo uh, at the end of the, you know, the beginning of the episode uh, they're exactly the same as the end of the episode. Uh, maybe a few things change in the grand storyline, but uh, yeah, that's the that's the interesting thing. If you think about it, um, <laughs> all thirty three seasons of the epi- uh, of the Simpsons uh, happen in one year, <laughs> one just hellish year where, in you know. At one moment, uh, there, uh, you know, there, there's uh, n- like still uh, like no internet, or like they they make a joke about you know dial up, and then in the no- next they have iPhones, like it, that's it. That that's funny to think about. Um, but I, I think it really uh, just comes down to what I said, like, in the beginning, what was established in that very first, um, in that very first episode, in that very first season, who the Simpsons are, is already established, you know, and, and it's, uh, it can't really change that much. Yeah, like, every- if there's growth of the character even in age like like if bart is 13 and acting like a 10 year old like he does now is kind of like well that's weird like like it doesn't make sense for him to like have a slingshot and you know everything as i mean it still makes sense for him to skateboard around but it doesn't make so much sense as much sense you know uh like it it wouldn't make sense for him to grow physically if he's not also growing as a character and he can't grow as a character because the simpsons have to stay the same nice because like you said they always have to reset at the end of the episode everything has to kind of go back to normal unless it's a part two there, there's uh, one episode where uh, Homer becomes really good friends with Ned Flanders, um, and then uh, <laughs> and Lisa like uh, breaks the fourth wall a bit and is like, "Yeah, no, I, look, we'll be fine." At the end of you know, <laughs> by next week we'll be back to our wacky, insane inv- adventures this this will just you know peter out and uh then by the end of the uh of that story uh like homer and ned are still fl- uh, are still friends um but then it does a jump cut one week later 
and Ned comes by and uh, is like, Hadley doodly, neighborino. And uh, Homer is like, shut the hell up, stupid Flanders. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Nice, nice. Well, man, thank you so much for coming on. Before I get you off, what are some episodes that you would recommend for everybody watching? Um, I'm glad. I'm glad oh, you... Shit. Uh... <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, some of my favorite episodes, uh, I think, uh, I mean, we've talked about a lot. Um, <laughs> we've talked about a lot of them, and honestly, you could take take, take any clip from this, and I'll probably be talking about some of these uh but monorail episode that's great uh classic conan o'brien episode um and maggie makes three that's uh where uh homer and uh like homer and marge are just talking about you know maggie being born i think that's a great episode uh 22 short films about springfield uh that's super fun it's just a bunch of vignettes about uh you know a bunch of different characters going through their day that's where uh you know steamed hams comes from that that classic meme uh uh who shot mr burns part one uh is really good mr burns who shot mr burns part two is a little worse but it's still pretty good um uh oh yeah the radioactive man movie uh the they're like uh millhouse gets hired uh in a role to like play fallout boy in a radioactive man movie and it's just about uh like show business and uh hollywood and it's it's really good uh like father like clown crusty the clown gets reunited with his uh his uh rabbi father uh i mean i could i could go on for an hour honestly <laughs> like there's a bunch of great ones no i'll just laugh so hard because that that the notebook came out of nowhere it was like so you want to know uh <laughs> um for people that because of course you got people like me i'm like this with one piece um they're not gonna watch all 33 seasons yeah if somebody yeah. wanted to start tomorrow what do you tell them to start um honestly season one okay. i would say start at season one um and you know if, if <laughs> see the thing is i would have to recommend seasons one through ten but like I, I know that like I, I would get them with season one. Like season one would be, uh, really good. But if I if I really had to, I literally would just give them a list of specific episodes, just to be like, yeah, this one, this one, this one. Um, if I had to s- just pick one season, I'm pretty sure I'm on it right now. I need to. I've got the, for your viewers, listeners, uh, I, I've got it going. I've got the Simpsons playing on in the background, uh, just on silent, because um, <laughs> that's how much I love the Simpsons. Uh, but season seven, 
I think is probably the uh yeah that yep that's the one I'm on right now uh it's got the most solid uh episodes in it 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 starts with who shot mr burns part two uh so i guess don't start with that unless you watched part one but um but but it's got the radioactive man movie one that i was talking about uh it's got uh the one where uh the uh bart and lisa and maggie have to live with the flanders uh flanders is for a while uh bart sells his soul uh lisa the vegetarian king-sized homer mother simpson uh a bunch of just a bunch of great episodes are in this episode are in this season oh two bad neighbors this yeah this one uh is i should have mentioned this one this one's one of my favorite episodes uh Two Bad Neighbors, former President George H.W. Bush moves across the street from the Simpsons. Nice. That's all you need. Pretty much. <laughs> That's nice. all you need. Like, that is so funny. Nice. Uh, is there any fun facts or anything you want to share that uh, a lot of people may not know, but you know about the Simpsons? Uh, the only thing I have is that God is the only person that has five fingers. Yeah, that's good. Um homer's uh hair and ear are matt Groening's initials uh m and g for the ear uh in the really early beginning um they were thinking about making homer and Krusty the same character like homer uh Homer was Krusty's secret identity or something like uh or I guess Krusty was Homer like like the the idea was that uh Bart's you know hero is Homer but you know he actually treats Homer horribly um but they ended up scrapping that uh idea but you can still sort of see it in the uh uh character designs and there's also an episode where Homer does play uh uh does play uh let, no he doesn't play crusty but he, he like crusty makes a clown school and homer gets to be uh, a crusty the clown um also the in the first few seasons uh there's a uh, movie they show clips of uh, McBain um, and the clips if you edit them together they actually form a cohesive story um, I think that's really interesting uh, I think oh I thought of it earlier but I can't I can't now oh, there's another thing that that like, like they bring it together uh like if you edit it together it creates a cohesive story as well but i can't i I can't think of it right now and that's really bugging me um i i think that might be about all i've got for interesting simpsons facts like there's definitely more um 
if you're interested, I, I would definitely recommend uh, Conan O'Brien at one point, like got all the old Simpsons writers that like he worked with uh, together. And they did like a 30 minute podcast where they just talked about like working on the Simpsons and everything. And uh, it's really cool. Like check that out. Like it's so much fun. Do they say positive things about Matt? Um, I don't remember if they uh, talked like specifically about Matt Groening. You know, I don't know if they talked, you know, they, they sat down and they were just like, all right, so Matt Groening, that, that guy, let me tell you, he's a real piece of shit. But, you know, I, I think, yeah, they definitely uh, loved working on that show. Like they, they talked about, like yeah it was just so much fun like everyone there was just um everyone working there was just like really smart and funny and uh they like i think they only had good things to say about working on I mean, uh, the simpsons it's, it, show, it shows in the work man like they, yeah they, no. had to, they were definitely good at what they did definitely um, Man, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, man. Uh, you can drop a lot of knowledge, a lot of uh, things that I didn't even know about Simpsons. Um, is there anything you would like to say to your fans? And can you please tell them where they can follow you? Uh, I uh, I don't know if I have fans. Um, <laughs> uh, but if uh, they want to, you can follow me on Instagram at Lennon Ratliff. That's L-E-N-N-O-N-R-A-T-L-I-F-F uh and uh same on instagram uh, well i said instagram same on uh facebook uh lennon ratliff on facebook uh on youtube lennon ratliff just lennon ratliff everywhere uh that's who i am that's what i'm about uh i also want to give a shout out to a uh this guy he makes uh music out of simpsons clips um i i have to find it because i have to find it because it's it's so fun like he and they're bops like seriously they're they're uh they're really good <laughs> um here we go yeah dankness uh Dankmus, D-A-N-K-M-U-S. Uh, Dankmus, put it in H. Uh, it's their bops. Nice, Seriously. Thanks, nice, guys. Please, please, please look up Dankmus and definitely check out the episodes he, he uh, said you guys should watch. Uh, thank you again for um, coming on to the show, man. Thank you guys for watching and listening and have an amazing day.